Welcome to Some Would Say. Casual chats for curious people. Your weekly podcast hosted by us, Amelia Rose and Lara May, unpacking all things life from the arts to well-being, from work to play and hearing what others have to say. Today we hear what Raquel Boris has to say about her six-figure biz, Who is Elijah, Eau de Parfum. We discuss how being personable was the method she used to secure some of the leading wholesalers, like the iconic Adore Beauty and David Jones. We chat her biggest lessons when it came to hiring employees, plus her personal experience of imposter syndrome. We were stoked to hear she's an avid listener of the podcast. So not only is she a biz whiz, she's obviously a legend. Keep listening to find out who is, who is Elijah. Welcome Raquel to the podcast. We're so happy to have you on the show. Hello, ladies. Thank you for having me. A question that we ask all guests to kick things off is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why? And what would we order you to drink? Well, I am actually an avid listener of your podcast. So I knew this question was coming. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say anything Jungle Giants. I'm a bit of a house party music lover. Love it. Um, and drink of choice, no question, is a margarita. Oh, yeah. We're here <laughs> for the margs and we're here yeah. for the jungle giants as well. Yeah. That's so good. Raquel, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and who Raquel is. Okay. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> tell us. Um, <laughs> well, um, nice to meet all um, of your listeners. My name is Raquel Boris. I'm the founder and creative director of Who Is Elijah Fragrances. Um, I launched Who Is Elijah about three and a half years ago now, pre Who Is Elijah. I guess you could say I was climbing the corporate ladder. Um, I'm married and have two children, a newborn that you may hear in the background soon. Um, I live in Sydney in a, the Sutherland Shire near Cronulla. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. We're so excited to hear uh, more about your career journey in particular because you launched Who is Elijah? But before that, like, how did you get to that point? And now, you know, you're stocked in so many luxurious boutiques um, and we see you all the time on socials. So, yeah, how did you get to that point? Um, so going back to um, April 2017, I went on an amazing trip to um, the US and went to Coachella um, with a group of my really good friends. And um, my now husband actually happened to be on a Bucks party weekend at the same time. And I guess we kind of fell in love there. And um yeah, and when we were there, one, one of my friends that I was traveling with brought along one of his girlfriends, um, and she just smelled amazing. And um, she it was just a, like a cheap bottle of Indian um, fragrance oil that she found backpacking in India. 
And um, I, I loved it so much. I ended up tracking it down online and buying like 30 or 40 bottles of it wholesale because oh, wow. that's all I could buy it in. And um, I started wearing it back at home around Cronulla and around Bondi. And I had uh, randoms running up to me in the street and in bars um, asking what perfume I was wearing. And I, I don't even think it has a name. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it has a name, but I can't remember it. And no one would have been able to find it anyway. Yeah. Um, so I just, it was just really just a light bulb moment that I thought, um, like how the bloody hell do you make a perfume and can I make this into a perfume because it was an oil mm-hmm. um so I started googling um and I found a, a few perfumers um that weren't great but I, I ended up stumbling across the perfumer who I work with now and who has created all of my fragrances with me since the very beginning um and yeah it was just a light bulb moment <laughs> wow sometimes they're like the best kind of stories you know and it it was almost like a little bit of a gap in the market as well considering that everyone was coming up to you asking where this unique smell was from so did you have like a business background or anything or you were just completely fresh um hadn't run any businesses but I came from a very corporate background so at the time I was an executive assistant to um the CEO and CFO and director of HR for a luxury hotel group um so I'd been there for three years at this sort of stage um and then pre that I had worked at other sort of um high level companies working in the and as an executive assistant so I definitely come from that business background um and I definitely learn a lot working with those c-suite executives Mm. um but making perfume I've never really worked in beauty I've never definitely never made perfume before so I mean I learn every something new every day but um I think I did have a really good skill set into starting the business but definitely have made so many mistakes and learn every day (laughs) It's the way <laughs> I feel like sometimes you just got to get in there and just give it a red hot go. Hey, yes, yeah. yes. And listening to podcasts is like where I think I've learned 90% of what I do every day. Yeah. They're such a good resource that I feel like not a lot of people give like credible value to, but they're so mm-hmm. accessible and yeah, they, I'm the same. I've learned so many, just like even little light drop moments where you're yeah. like, oh wow, I never thought of that before. The most simple things that can, you know, make such a difference in a business. It's like, oh, well, why did I think of that? But, you know, sometimes you need someone with that little bit more experience and, you know, they may have already made the mistakes that you're about to make. But if you kind of consume all of their knowledge, you know, you can skip those bad mistakes as well. Mm, 100%. Well, business is all about trial and error anyway. I think people think that some people just magically get to where they are, but that's yeah. not the case. Oh, you know, no success. They don't see, they only see the highlight reel of mm-hmm. their businesses. They don't see all the mistakes along the way. So anyway, we'll yeah. get to that a bit more later. Yeah. But um, Raquel, the question on everyone's lips, who is, who is <laughs> Elijah? What's the mission of your business? Like, tell us all about it. Um. So, um. I guess the the name, where did the name come from? Um, I originally did have um, a business partner at the very beginning and he wanted to call the company or the brand um, Raquel and Elijah. Um, But I didn't always love that name. And then we actually ended up parting ways very early on before we had made any fragrances. Um, And then I just kind of said one day, um, I don't want the company to sound like a cliche fragrance name. Um, and then I was sort of talking to someone at the office and we just kind of said to each other, well, 
who the fuck is Elijah? <laughs> and the name just kind of stuck. And so um, I loved it. And it was, it's very me and it does not sound like a perfume company. So that's why I added Auto Parfum to the logo and the uh, company name. And so that's basically who Elijah is. Um, I guess it's up to people's interpretation. Um, I guess it's a very, I know, tapping into that gender neutral, like that name, that name can be quite gender neutral. And, um, I've all from day one, I've always wanted the company to be unisex and gender neutral. Um, you know, fragrance doesn't have to have a gender and I don't think that it should. Um, so that's sort of where the name came from. Um, our mission has definitely evolved, um, as we grow. Um, I guess, my mission is to just create fragrances that people love and that they want to wear that um they're wearing in life's best moments that that you know in five years down the track and they spray his her they'll instantly remember all those beautiful times that they've had wearing my perfume mm, I, I love, love that yeah, I was about to say I love that too because <laughs> perfume is one of those things that take it's you like back a to sound. a moment yeah, yeah it's like a song or a sound or I don't know it's so it gets so up in your memories, like <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? it, it can just and then like when I talk about my fragrances, um, you know, they're all inspired by moments in my life, um, which I do communicate to our customers, and I'll talk about on podcasts and whatnot. But you know, I'm really encouraging people and our customers to create their own memories whilst wearing them. Mm, yeah. yeah, I love that. What, what did you start with? Like a key fragrance to begin, or did you launch like a range to start? Um, so I launched with his her in October 2018. Yeah. Um, so I did try to interpret that oil um, that I stumbled across at Coachella, but it was just so complex and it just wasn't working out. But along that journey, um, we actually started creating, of uh, created his, her, mm-hmm. um, and I just instantly loved it. I just, I don't know what, I can't explain it. It was like this fire inside of me that just said, this is going to be something like, this is mm-hmm. amazing. You need to do it. And it was so different to what I had envisioned at the very beginning, but I don't know, someone, someone or something was just telling me to keep going with it. And I launched it and people just loved it. And I mean, it was a definitely a slower process at the very beginning because no one knew who I was no one knew who who was Elijah was and it was very hard to sell fragrance through an Instagram with 200 followers so yeah um, that's the thing explosive launch by any means but um his her has remained our bestseller since day one yeah well that's like actually one of our questions because you know you're in so many luxurious boutiques and I feel like um there's like a few questions, like number one, as a very beginning sort of baby company, was it hard to prove yourself that you were like a luxurious um, business in yourself? And then, yeah, the second question of like, how did you sell online? Because perfumes like, you know, you, it's so personal. You want to be able to smell it kind of thing. How did that go? Well, um, in my mind, I was always saying, how the hell am I going to sell perfume online? So from the very beginning, I, you know, I knew that I needed to um, go down the wholesale route and sort of that be my primary business model, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I've just always had the attitude, like, why not me or why can't I? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, not to say I was very confident walking into stores, but, you know, my husband made me do what he just said, just walk into a store with your perfume and 
you know, the smell will sell itself because um, I'm so not a salesy person, but I really believed in my product and I definitely didn't have beautiful packaging day one and we've definitely evolved then as the business has grown. But what hasn't changed is the fragrance itself inside the bottle mm-hmm. um, and people loved it. It's, you know, it stays on the skin. We're at a really good price point as well and we do use high-end um, ingredients so I guess the smell always sold itself um, mm. and then along the way we've been able to evolve and definitely improve our packaging to give it that really luxurious touch and feel. Um, and I guess the boutiques that I was approaching in the very beginning, I was very personable about it. So I would go into the stores and they would meet me and they would, I guess they loved the story behind what I was doing and they were willing to take a chance and they did. And once it started selling, their orders got bigger and bigger and that gave me, I guess, credibility to then approach the next store. That's such a good tip with wholesale, hey, like actually being personal rather than just sending an email or something like that, like actually going in and introducing yourself because it's such a, particularly when you're dealing with like another business in that Mm -hmm. format, it's nice to know who the owner is and that like you align on both sort of sides. Yeah, and especially like these, you know, a lot of the boutiques that we're in, they're run by female owners as well so there's that you know similarity and you know they you know females should lift each other up so I think that's you know played a really big part in it as well and um I guess you know being Australian made that you know they really loved that um I mean I think there's a few boxes I guess that the company and the brand ticks but I think what's really helped is being really personal um you know and all communication comes from me I'm very hands-on in every area of the business so um yeah I think that's really contributed to I guess our success you would call it yeah I love that um I love that they're unisex as well because I've always like gravitated towards more masculine Mm. type fragrances for myself and but, you know, never quite going to the point of, well, I'll just buy men's perfume, yeah. men's cologne. You know, that would be strange for me. But um, I love that kind of smell that anyone could wear it because, yeah, I don't like yeah. something too fruity or too girly. What does a typical day in your life look like? We're curious. Well, my morning starts sort of the same, which is um, hopefully I have slept at least six hours with the new baby. Um, getting um, my two-year-old up and ready for kindy. Um, and then once I get to the office, usually around between nine and 10, um, like I said, I'm very hands-on. So I do play a part in, I guess, the whole business and every department. Um, so um, staying on top of inventory is very important. Um, we just sort of started to build um, a bit of a marketing team, which is cr- People think I'm crazy that we're only just putting together a marketing team now. <laughs> we're having marketing meetings almost every day now. Just we're so I think we're so excited. And last year was a bit of a, a weird year for everyone. So it's nice to for everyone to be in the office together and mm-hmm. um, be able to brainstorm and come up with really amazing ideas and you know put together like brand activation. So we're focusing on a lot of that at the moment. Um, I guess every day is different. Every day there's a new problem and something exciting to do. <laughs> yeah. So. 
you only are just kind of putting together your marketing team when you so you started in 2017 is that right who was um, Elijah? So that was sort of like the idea conceptualization um conceptualizing the idea sorry um we launched in October 2018 okay um it was a one-man band for probably until 2020 July 2020 when um which is when I quit my full-time job yep um, and then because we do hand fill all of the bottles, that was they were the first roles to bring on was people to help me actually create the product and fill the perfume bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really, like last year was when we started hiring sort of more senior roles. Um, yeah, and we only sort of just, we not, one person in the company has a marketing degree or a marketing background. <laughs> yeah, wow. How did, yes. that, how did that feel going from being like a one-man band to being like, oh, my gosh, okay, no, it's time to like hire someone? Like it's scary having employees because you're so responsible. It's like I feel like it's more, have more responsibility than I do with my children because, um, you know, <laughs> you're, you're responsible for their livelihood and, um yeah, like it was definitely scary, but so exciting. And I guess just, you know, people call it imposter syndrome. Mm. It's like, do I, you know, do I really need like this? Like this could end tomorrow. Um, but, you know, we needed it. And we now have a team of, I think, 12 people. Wow. Yeah, which is mostly in the warehouse. So um, like filling the perfume bottles and packaging and dispatching. But um, upstairs in the office, we've got um, a everyone sort of started in the warehouse and then they've evolved into roles sort of upstairs, we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's really learned the ins and outs of the whole business, which I'm actually really happy that we've gone about it that way. Um, like I said, we haven't hired and I, I don't, I don't even think I've done one job interview, to be honest. It's wow. um, everyone sort of referred friends and people they know for the warehouse. And then as they've come in and we've, you know, they've, we always asking our employees and our team, like, what are you interested in? Like what areas of the business are you interested in? And, you know, like um, really fostering their growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think like, you know, university degrees are great and all, but you know, you might have the, um, sort of like the book smart skill yes. set, but that not, doesn't necessarily mean that they're the right person for the job either. So, exactly. um, we're kind of like learning all together and it's so much fun and, you know, we're, we're not like any other perfume brand that I'm aware of. So it's really fun that we really are beating to the, uh, what is it? Beating walking to the beat of our own drum Um, (laughs) um, and just really just creating this brand from scratch and creating our processes from scratch. And I don't know anyone in Australia that fills perfume bottles. So, you know, we've created these like weird and crazy jobs for people, but they all love it. Oh, that's so good. It sounds like it's such a team effort. I've worked in a business very similar where it was, um, you know, people were referred and it was just like Mm. very organic and kind of like family, family sort of vibes, I guess. It's just, yeah, yeah, a nice thing to know that you're all working towards a similar thing and you're all kind of learning along the way. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, like everyone's, you know, we have these like monthly meetings and fortnightly meetings and, you know, we say, guys, have you seen anything cool that's happened that, any like any type of brand like globally and you know everyone comes up with such amazing ideas and um you know everyone can be creative if given the chance I think Mm, 100% and that's such a good point when you said you know no one in your company has a degree I'm of a stance that you know degrees serve their place but then Mm -hmm. also 
you need that level of creativity and sometimes they just it doesn't translate like regardless if you've got a piece of paper saying that you've Mm -hmm. got a marketing degree I feel like it's so much more beneficial to like add your own flair and add your own style and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing particularly to marketing and creative roles and yeah it's so fun and I feel like uni can only teach you so much as well I've done two like one bachelor's and then one certificate four in my life and Mm -hmm. any the most important things that I've learned were always on the job not in my course yeah it's so interesting yeah yeah a hundred percent well that sounds like it was a bit of a pinch me moment um when you first hired but do you have any other pinch me moments that you want to share with us from your business journey I have so many. (laughs) Tell us. Um, I guess the ones that come to mind, um, we launched with Adore Beauty um, in, I'm getting my years mixed up, in January 2021. Holy moly. That's huge. um, And it was, it was so incredibly huge. And, um, you know, they placed their first order in December, the month prior, but then launched in January um, and then by March, they had placed like three humongous orders because they kept selling out of our product, especially his her. Yeah. Um, and since then, like the orders remain the same and they're huge. And it's just like, they just, they, you know, their customers love it. And like the Adore Beauty team is just so incredible. They're some of the most amazing um, women that I have you know, the pleasure to meet and work with. Um, I d- recently did the podcast with Kate Morris, which was, you know, a pinch me moment and um, she's amazing. And I guess just like, and then just knowing and um, like walking, being in a public place and I can smell my perfume on people. And, you know, sometimes they might recognize me as, you know, the person behind who is Elijah and they'll come up to me and tell me how much they love my perfume. And, um, I think they're the biggest picture moments and I never, you know, I do like a happy, a really lame happy dance whenever (laughs) someone says this to me. And, um, it's, it's the little things as well. Like the big things are amazing and so important, but I think the day to day little pinch me moments are, you know, what, makes it all worth it yeah 100 percent. that's so funny you say that because we have interviewed um, Matilda from stacks like official yes. the activewear and yes. she said exactly the same thing she was like it's just so nice to go out on the street and see someone wearing my activewear yeah. or someone tagged me in a photo saying the activewear changed my life it's a similar sort of thing just like the everyday yeah. um life that your brand has like integrated into people's lives uh, so, and like, you know, I think when people are like willing and happy to continuously spend their hard earned money on your product, it's like, wow, like that, you know, that they must really love it. And that, you know, puts the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, and with business, like there's always going to be mistakes and we love highlighting that it's not just this like massive, like amazing wins all the time. So have you, can you share with us any mistakes that you've gone through? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest ones that I'll that that stands out and I'll always keep in the back of my mind is knowing when to hire and not to hire too early for for those more senior roles. Um, I definitely made that mistake last year, and um, um, unfortunately, I did have to let a couple of people go that just you know, because it's such a big expense to have in, employees, and you think you need it at the time when. You know, for the for at least the first three to five years, I think the founder should be doing as much as possible as they can because 
to support and invest to, to continue investing in the growth is really hard. Mm-hmm. I never really understood what people would say by when they would say that growth can be the biggest killer mm-hmm. of a company. And I always thought like, how, if your business is growing and you're selling well, like, how does that, like, what do you mean? And, you know, it comes down to stock and inventory and, you know, it's, especially since COVID, the freight globally has been so slow and we get our bottles that we use from Spain and last year one shipment took five months. Oh, my so gosh. So in between that five months, we were air freighting. You know, I think we spent, you know, over $200,000 in air freight. <gasps> Holy like, moly. You know, that that's your profit gone. Like mm. that's, you know, so cash flow, yeah, I think like – cash flow is so important and not that we've made like mistakes in cash flow but definitely I understand what that growing too fast um can do to damage it can do so I think as a founder and as a business owner you know the the less employees that you can have in the beginning and until you're in a very positive cash flow position um and making sure you kind of have your stock and inventory and all of your um, sort of like foundation set before you start hiring those more senior people. I love hearing that because, yeah, I feel like a lot of people say the same. It was such a pinch me moment when I hired my first person, but it comes with so much responsibility yeah. at the same time. Oftentimes I've kind of only just realised this, mm. the, the level of pressure that that business owner actually feels to employ mm. you. So I feel like yeah, a lot of times people don't even realise that, yeah. that it's such a big deal kind of thing. Um, it is. And like, I definitely have days where I'm like, oh, like this is like, this is really hard. Like, and it's, you know, it, it brings me to tears sometimes. And you're just so stressed, like, you know, how are we, how are we going to pay for this big order? And, you know, as the order's as we grow, the orders grow to like, you know, tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And it's like, you know, you always make it, well, not always, but you, you know, you usually make it through and it's like, oh, okay, we're okay. But you know, that might last three months and then you've got to do it all over again. Yes. So, um, you know, you have to, you know, put your employees first all the time. So, um, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. You mentioned, um, about cash flow too. Was there something that you, like, was there a resource that you learned more about cash flow and like, or was there some kind of pivotal learning that, um, helped you? I'm still learning. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I think just being, you know, as the, as the years have gone past, gone by um I'm just a lot more careful with where we're spending on money where we're spending our money um I I know now what is most important which is buying stock buying our inventory um obviously paying our staff so whereas you know it's all nice and fun to say oh let's just do this really big beautiful lunch and invite all these people but Mm. you know costs really quickly add up and you know the the rewards out of that might not be, you know, always financial. So really prioritizing where our dollars are going and looking at where all of the dollars are going as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you have any thought leaders, Raquel, that you look up to or love what they're doing? I have so many. <laughs> um, like I said, I love podcasts. Um, I really do listen to your podcast all the time. Oh, that's um, so, that honestly is the yeah. biggest yeah. compliment <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> oh. We're like, what? Um, yes, People listen? Podcasts, yes, no, I definitely do. Yeah. Um, I actually 
throughout oh, maybe the last 18 months or so, I actually have had amazing opportunities to um, speak with and, you know, spend time with Matilda and Don from Stax. Mm. Um, like they're just bloody so incredible. I, their success and what they do is just insane. And um, they're so inspirational. My husband loves, you know, sort of watching what they're doing as well. Um, podcast. Um, I love like all the beauty podcasts. I think that's where I would say I started when I first came up with the idea of who is Elijah was just listening to probably like five podcasts a day in the beauty world, um, in the fashion world, and then the more business podcasts as well. Um, Mark Boris podcast is amazing. Um, he's related to my husband, hence the same last name. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and I think like my husband, um, you know, he, ha- he has run businesses in the past and he sold his business last year to come and join Who Is Elijah. So um, he's got a lot more experience as well. So I definitely lean on him day to day. I tend to argue against his um, points, he would say, but he's <laughs> nine times out of 10 always right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always the way. I'm working with my partner at the moment too. And he'll come in and be like, look, I think we need to do this amazing thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm already doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> just relax. One step ahead of you, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we love Matilda and Don too. They're so like... Yeah. Like you said, they're very um, walking to the beat of their own drum. They're yeah. super like individual and we love talking with her on the potty too. She's, great. she's and so And they're so good. generous with sharing their knowledge. Like straight off the bat, you know, Don, um, I would, he would ask me questions and I'd ask him for help and he'd just, he'd just, you know, almost give me the answers to my problems without, you know, to him it probably doesn't even seem like he's doing that, but, like, I've really listened to everything that they say and um, we incorporate a lot of what they do into our business and, um, yeah. That's if you're listening, so guys, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. That's how business should be. Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, secretive, like, no. they're going to take my secrets away. You know what I mean? Hmm. Definitely. I'm all for sharing. Yeah. I don't know if I've got too much to share yet, but I definitely share everything that I can. No. Oh, yeah. we love it. We love hearing all about it. Um, yeah. But something we wanted to end on for our chat is a little bit of fun. So we play a game of Would You Rather with all our guests. And these questions are unknown to you. So they're going to be a bit of a surprise. <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> all righty. So the first question is, so it's a bit of a lighthearted one to be in. Would you rather eat porridge or wheat bix every morning? Oh, do you know what? Wheat bix, and I had them this morning. Oh, <laughs> easy question <laughs> for easy, you. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> All right. Question two Would you rather, and this kind of applies to um, who is Elijah? Who is Elijah perfectly? Yeah. Would you rather smell really bad to everyone else, but really good to yourself, or smell really good to everyone else? but you have to deal with yourself smelling really bad all the time. Oh my God. Smell good to everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I would, I think I would choose the same, but then you'd always have that in your mind. Like, do I smell bad? You know, like you'd have to, but you, what if it's revolting and you've got to deal with that every day? I know. You wouldn't want to be around me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't have any friends. Yeah. Trying to approach wholesalers. Like I promise it (laughs) smells really good. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's so true. That's hilarious. Alrighty. Next one. Would you rather give up eye makeup or lip makeup? I'd give up both. I'm the most simple makeup person ever. Yeah. Um, I'll give up lip. 
Yeah, because it's nice to have a little bit of mascara, you know. Mascara, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. All right, last question. Would you rather be stuck in an elevator with your ex or with your partner <laughs> and their ex? Uh, my partner and their ex. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not what I would have answered with. but Yeah. Oh, my exes were so long ago that I'm just like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even mind. <laughs> uh, no, nah, nightmares. Um, I would never want to be stuck in an elevator. They are my worst nightmare. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Double whammy. Well, Raquel, um, what have you got coming up that people listening should be aware of? Any goals in the pipeline? I guess my goal is to always just keep on getting my fragrances into more people's hands and, you know, spreading that Elijah spritz um, globally. Um, We are in the process and soon to be launching our products in the UK, um, followed closely by Europe. So um, I'm so excited for that. I think the UK is our most requested location to be selling our products in and there's just a lot of uh, registration process that we have to go through so that's why it's just taking so long Mm -hmm. Um, but we do it should be by the end of may early june so i'm so excited that's Um, awesome and then new products we are working on a new beautiful very i guess i think it's might be our most masculine fragrance, I would say, um, that we're hoping to launch um, early July. So watch this space and, yeah, just keep on going, I guess. Yeah. Keep on keeping on with what you're doing. Spreading the perfume. Yeah. (laughs) Raquel, where can everyone find you? Um, So you can look on our website, whoislijah.com.au. We also do have a stockist finder um, page on the website so you can type in your suburb or your postcode um, and find your uh, nearest stockist. Um, we are available in David Jones, um, Adore Beauty, The Iconic. They're some of our majors. Um, in the US, you can find us on Urban Outfitters and Free People and a bunch of other stores. So too many good. To name. Oh, my God. Amazing. Well, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. I've loved chatting to you and hearing all about your story. And I'm sure oh, everyone listening is going to absolutely love it too. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review, and find us on Instagram at Some Would Say Podcast. Talk then. <laughs>